phone check one two what is this you're now listening to a brand new episode of the play big faster podcast look what you started let's go welcome to another episode of the play big faster podcast we're joined today by kamal johnson who is a youtuber producer podcaster and he has a network on YouTube. Did I say that yeah, right? Yeah, you said Kamal? it right. Also a news anchor, though, you know, so, yeah. Uh, look, I'm giving this man his flowers today and also a news anchor. Flowers, many flowers. How you I'm doing, doing today? Doing yourself? Look, I can't complain. I'm just, I'm a little curious because I'm looking at all the things that you're doing and you're wearing a lot of hats. Which one do you enjoy the most? Uh, the, the one I enjoy the most is news anchor. Because I'm like, I kind of fell into being a news anchor. You feel me? Like, in the the reaction that I get on people's face when I tell them, like, yeah, I'm a news anchor. They'd be like, how the hell are you a news anchor? And I love seeing that reaction. But that's the that's the one I, like, hang my hat on. Like, hell, yeah, I'm giving the news the way I want to give it. You feel me? Okay, so that's my that's that's my next question. Your new style is a little mm-hmm. different. Is that a fair yeah. statement? It is a little Okay. Okay. So how do you approach the news? Because I mean, would you describe it as investigative journalism or how did you describe what you do as a news anchor? Hmm. Investigative journalism. I didn't think of it like that. I just thought of it more of like, um, this stuff is already incorporated in my lifestyle. Like I, before I even started being on camera talking about newsworthy things and stuff like that, I always like read publications like the Wall Street Journal, New York Times and stuff like that for hella years. I watched shows like last week with John Oliver and like he gives news in a satirical way and stuff like that. I also used to watch and I hate that they broke up Deces and Merrill. Damn. Well, yeah, I used to uh, watch Deces and Miro, and they gave news in, like, a comical, satirical way and stuff like that. So the way I approach the news is, like, I just feel this is, like, my lifestyle, and I'm just giving people kind of my, like, lifestyle. And it, sometimes I'd I be forgetting that, like, I I might know something, and people out there actually don't know it. So it's, like, I feel like, you know, I should give this knowledge out to the people. So, but... A journalist? I don't, I don't feel like a journalist, though, at all. I just feel like I'm just somebody that's gathering information that, you know, some people don't even... Like articles. I read through articles. A lot of people don't even read through articles. They read the headlines. And I'll be like, yo, the, the headlines sometimes be lying. And I'll be like, you know, read through the articles and stuff like that. But also, Another reason why I like read through articles is because I know that I'm like gaining kind of like a younger audience and I want, you know, my black uh, boys and girls out there that watch me to also like, you know, reading is cool. And like, even though when I be reading the articles, I F up sometimes and I get right back to it and like read the word right or like make it a little comical and stuff like that. So it could give, you know, my, uh, my, my black boys and girls out there to be like, yo, you know what? I want to read too. I want to read through these articles. I want to do my own investigation. So that's how I come about my style of news giving and stuff like that. So who who is your audience? Who is your target audience? My target audience is Black Americans and Black people. But it seems that I'm, I'm starting to target a lot of uh, white people that don't 
particularly like us too much. But I know, but you also mentioned young people. So when you say like your young people, what age range are some of the younger people that are, you know, paying attention to what you're reporting? So from the like last two months, I saw a spike of like, because you get your analytics on YouTube and stuff like that. And I saw a spike between 18 and 24 year olds. I'm like, what? Because. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you re- no, what were you reporting two months ago that probably caused a spike? Was there like a special news article or, or something that was going on? No, I think it's because I'm being way more like interactive just on TikTok and Twitter. Like I'm just commenting on more people's stuff or whatever. So they probably was like, oh, like what he got to say on Twitter or TikTok. Let me uh, go over there. Also, it's because of YouTube promoting stuff a little bit more. And I put it like this. I also got better at talking and I call this stuff smut is basically stuff that's like, oh, it ain't really too important, but people really care about it. Like the whole, the Joel Smith and what's his wife's name? Keisha Kaza or whatever. And she had the OnlyFans thing. They had the argument about that. You, did you hear about that? I did. And, you know, the first, what are your thoughts on it? I have my thoughts. What are your thoughts on whether or not she should have told him before they got married? Uh, my thoughts was, why the hell is she filming? I'm tired of people filming everything. Why talk about it behind closed doors? Like, what's the point of filming in this whole trying to embarrass, bro? But at the same time, it's like, bro, you know she was a goddamn porn star before you mess with her? Like, so I'm like, I, that's the only thing that that was just getting to me was just, why is she filming it? Like, just keep that between y'all. We don't need to film everything. And two, bro, you knew she was a porn star. She was doing porn like she and she was like 47. So I'm like, that's my stance on it, though. You feel me? What what's her stance on it though? I just think he did kind of know what he signed up for. And I think that there are certain things that you need to leave in your household. So yes. yeah. Similar thoughts expressed a different way, but I forgot to tell people that you're also a funny guy. So, you know, you have many hats, but you're also a very funny guy, so. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that, but that's what I wanted to say, though. Like, that's probably why it's been a spike of the younger audience, because I'm getting better at talking about that stuff and intermingling it with more serious stuff. is like, you know, politics and things in that nature. So I think that's why I'm kind of garnishing a more younger audience. But it's good with me. It's also because I also know probably, like, my antics. I could be kind of animated, and I'll notice, like, kind, it, kind of a, a little bit. You feel me? <laughs> it's a little bit, just a little bit. But I notice older listeners don't like so much animation. Okay, and I'm gonna stop you because what do you call older? Because you and I, there's there's a, an age divide. What do you call older? I'm trying to see. If you're okay, I say so. This how YouTube put y'all. 55 plus. That's all. Okay. I do not. Oh, okay. I, I, I would disagree, but I understand YouTube has to draw a line somewhere. So they choose to draw a yeah. line there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I'm sorry. Please continue. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think that's why I'm kind of gaining a younger audience. And also, I'm feeling YouTube is actually promoting my videos a little bit more since I kind of pr- like put out a lot of videos and I'm starting to see an uptick in viewership. So, but yeah, 
I'm glad I'm kind of getting the the ear of the uh, younger audience because like this new show and uh, um the news station that I'm doing, I'm kind of gearing it towards you know younger black people, younger black Americans and stuff like that because you know I I do want to teach them that like you know I done made certain mistakes and stuff like that and from those mistakes and using these articles and topics. I could probably give them some game and it can help them out. You feel me? Or just help out. It's kind of like some mentorship. You feel me? Like, oh no, I wish, I wish this YouTube thing was around when I was like freaking 15, 14. I could have somebody in their mid thirties tell me a certain things. And I'd be like, oh yeah, that actually look like me and sound like me and shit like that. Oh, and stuff like that. I'm bad. So. Yeah. So. That's a great segue. How long have you actually been on the YouTube platform? So, having an account, um, I've been having an account for, oh yeah, 2023. I probably had it in 2008, 2009, but I didn't really start utilizing it till uh, 2000. When I utilized it, I want to say 2013. But I was doing videos, so I used to do like uh, create videos, be like a director. You feel me? Um, little short uh, skits at times and things of that nature. Also, I did like music video review. Uh, uh, had a show on that. Had one with my homeboy Trust B. Uh, I had another show. Um, and this one I started kind of getting more to being more serious kind of newsworthy political and stuff like that um and that happened in what was it 20 i want to say 2018 so 2018 started getting a little bit more serious and stuff like that but i was still doing like the music video reviews and stuff like that but really once like 2019 hit in 2020 and i was doing the music video reviews and stuff i started thinking to myself like Bro, I can't do this when I'm like 50 or 60. But I'm already enthralled in what the news is doing and stuff like that. And some people, like, you know, they don't watch traditional news no more. Like me, I don't watch traditional news like that unless it's PBS. But, um, yeah, right around 2019, 2020, I start, I start really deep diving into it and start constructing it like a news station and having more articles that are seem more like newsworthy and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I really say that that's when I really start kind of finding my way of how I'm in, in like in front of the camera and finding my way as like just a creator is like 2019, 2020. So yeah, that's how long I've been on YouTube, the tubes, you feel me? So you mentioned that YouTube has been picking up more of your videos and getting them out there. I mean, so do you think that it's just the algorithm or the changes that you've been making to make your stuff more? Now nah, it's the algorithm. I Like I told you earlier, like I'm, I'm talking about more stuff that I call a smut, you, you know, and it's like you kind of got to do that. You got to like intertwine that stuff because when I first started, like, you know, 2019, 2020 started to be more newsworthy. I would I would. I wouldn't have talked about the Joe Smith stuff like that. You know, I would have been like, no, I don't want to talk about that. But I see how 
people find it like as important. So I'm like, let me talk about this, reel them in, then I could talk about more serious stuff. And I look at it like, if I got uh, like a hundred people viewing the Joe Smith thing or whatever, you feel me? And then I talk about, um, I don't know if you know who Mike Johnson is. You know who Mike Johnson is? I don't. So know. he who just he? got elected as the uh, the speaker of the house. Oh yeah, that yeah, Mike Johnson. Yeah, the one that one that nobody yeah. knows. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So, but that's the thing, though. We need to know, especially, you know, us as like black Americans, because bro was trying to use his adult kid, which is black, that he said he adopted, but you find out he really didn't. But he tried to use him to try to, you know, garnish more of some votes from us. But he ain't for reparations. And I'm like, dude. We got to know about this. But YouTube, at times, don't promote that. So what it is, I get the people that watch that. It'd be probably 100 people watching the Joe Smith thing. And out those 100, maybe like 10, 15, might end up watching the Mike Johnson thing, which I think is way more important for us to know. But see, I got to, you know, reel them in with the smut stuff. And it's cool. I, I kind of find it entertaining now talking about some of the smutty stuff and some of the more gossipy stuff. And it's like, the news does that too. So I'm like, I might as well, you know, incorporate that. And so that's why I think you YouTube is picking up those videos and putting them out there. Because at, what happens is, is once a certain video of your channel start gaining some traction, then YouTube takes other videos of yours and promotes them out there into the goddamn um, YouTube ether algorithm or whatever so that's what i've learned so yeah you gotta that'd be uh some advice i'll give is like the thing that you might not want to talk about or kind of want to do do it because it, it usually helps so so okay what would you recommend like say for instance there is someone who wants to start a a television network on YouTube. Like, what are some of the things that you did or mistakes that you made that you can share with people so that they do not make the same mistakes? All right, so one of the mistakes I made, and it's like, I mean, it's kind of a mistake because I, I be seeing other, like, YouTubers and other people that be having a, a television network on YouTube, and they be doing this. But you got to have your thumbnail game right. Oh, man, my thumbnails were trash. Terrible. If you got trash thumbnails and you starting out and you don't already have like a back end or like a um, like a fan base or something, people ain't about to click on that video. It's trash. Tr thumbnail game got to be on point and in the title game. You feel me? I had to learn how to work on my title game and kind of entice people to kind of come watch the video and stuff like that. And look, like... I hate to say it, but you got to play the game. You got to be a little clickbait. Got to be a little clickbait. <laughs> got to reel them in, you know? <laughs> got to be clickbaity. I learned that too. So it's like, see, the things are make you kind of cringe. Like, really? I got to do this? Yeah, do it. You got to. You feel me? So 
with your thumbnail game? Like, how do you know you have a good thumbnail? Um, the way I know that you have a good uh thumbnail is um two things. One, nobody talks any type of crap about your thumbnail at all. You're doing a good job. And two, if somebody actually is like, yo, that was a funny thumbnail. That's when you know you're doing a good job. Them the only two things, the only two ways you know you're doing a good thumbnail. Either no news or a little bit of good news. That's it. Any, any other news you get, if they, they talk and mess about your thumbnail, is yeah, your thumbnail's trash. Terrible. So you know now I'm going to ask you for a couple of your okay. secrets, right? Because, you know, me, I'm not a very technical mm -hmm. person. Like if I'm trying to get into the YouTube game, what kind of software or apps on my phone do I need? What are some of the things that you recommend to people if they're trying to make their thumbnails and their videos look better? Well, um, the apps that I use, I, I use all my, um, my desktop. So um, I would say Photoshop. Better learn Photoshop. You feel me? Premiere Pro and After Effects. That's it. Get good at that. Keep repeating the same thing of stylistically how you want your thumbnails to look. That's another thing, too. Create your own style. You feel me? From the color palette to just certain aspects and stuff like that. Just create your own style. But use Photoshop, After Effects, Premiere Pro. That's all you really need if you want to start a, a YouTube channel, in my eyes. You feel me? Now, you know, the stuff that you want on your phone is, you know, you want, I would say Dropbox. Because you want on your desktop too, but you get the Dropbox. And there you can have your clips and download on your phone. And then from there you can upload to your uh, social medias like Twitter, Instagram, Tickety Talk, all them good things. You feel me? So, um. That's the that's one of the secrets that like but it, I wouldn't really call it like a secret. It is more my workflow and it helps me, you know what I mean? Do do my YouTube channel the way I want it. But you mentioned TikTok. If we if we looked at your TikTok page, are we gonna see you dancing and carrying on on, on TikTok? No. I well, I'll I'll take it back. So this is the thing. I ain't doing like the dances where they kind of be purposely dancing like it might be a video i might hit a shimmy while i'm talking about like what i'm talking about what i do like on tiktok a lot of times i be having like memes and stuff like that that i talk about or like i take just clips from my show and put it on there but i also upload it on youtube look whatever you put on tiktok put it as a youtube short because one might boom on youtube and might flop on tiktok and vice versa so I advise to do that too, you feel me? But on TikTok, I'm I'm not purposely dancing, but I, I might hit a, a shimmy here. Just a yeah. small shimmy. Okay. All right. So if you can give someone just one piece of advice on how to play big faster in the YouTube game, like this is your best advice, you know, to help somebody move a little bit quicker on YouTube, what would that advice be? That advice would be just have thick skin. So you have heard it here first on the Play Big Faster podcast. Come on, thanks so much for being with us. All right, and everyone, until next time, play big faster. 
Thanks for listening to this episode and remember to play big faster. 